This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Okay, good evening. Um, we're holding here in Perik Ayin Beis, Ayin Gimel. Now, um, let's just try to explain what these program are going to be. Um, Ayin Beis is the Rambam's view of the natural world. In other words, a basic description of the natural world that he sees as being um, as being the Metzius. It's obviously, it's Aristotle with some small adjustment and so on. And so in Iron Base, he simply maps out what the basic physical structure of the world, which to the Ramam is very important because it's continuous with Ruchnius. Two, in Ayin Gimel, he's going to give us the more conceptual physical rules. Um, and in the Rambam, a lot of his arguments later on about many aspects of, of Emunah will be built on these things. So while I don't think you need to know every detail of it, but um, understanding, understanding the layout of it is important because a lot of the terms that he used refers to this. Okay, Perikain Beis, da. The world as we know it is one entity. It's one entity in the way that a human being is one person. Um, the, the entire um, world, the, the, the entire universe together is something which is one, um, one uh, um, organic entity. And any changes that are in the in, in the world are not different than the changes that are within a person. So when I say Ruvain is one person, what I mean is every element in Ruvain is 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 part of Ruvain. It's 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 a result of Ruvain and it adds to Ruvain. When I look at Ruvain and Shimon, I say they're both people, but they're not one person, even though they're both people. So it's a lemma atzakarakomashaboy kishtanus atzme ish ish from the Adam Adach Mashal. Okumoisha Ruvain Adachmosh Ish Echad, just like Ruvain is one person, and one I mean Vumchubavarmishalkim, when I look at the different parts of Ruvain, I say Kibasat Somas Umelechis Mishanas Ruchois, Kenze Hakado Bechloloi, this entire universe is Mechuba Minakalgalim, Mani Sodos Harba. So every element is interlocking with every other element, contributes to it, is affected by it, as a result of it. As opposed to, like we said, Ruven and Shimon are both people, and I can have many people together, they can somewhat add each other, they can somewhat affect each other, but it's not one organic whole. The world is. The Ein Reikus Bochlal, there is nothing empty, Alamiksha Mali. Now, it, it's, it's everything in the world is occupied by something. Nikudas Merkozai. Now, the Rambams, the, the, let's understand 
how they understood the world. The, the basic picture is as follows. The earth is the middle. Around the earth, you have um, the, the, the Dalad Yesodos separate in their natural form. So you'll have the Yesod HaOfer surrounding the earth, the Yesod HaMayim, the Yesod HaAver, and the Yesod HaEish. These are all um, entities that surround the world. They're the first, they are the first um, outside of the world uh, units. In this world, we also have these four elements, but in this world, they're mixed, the compounds, etc. Above this world, we have these four circles, which are these elements in purity. They all are clinked to each other, but separate entities. So four separate rings with each one of these. They all, um, they all have an equal motion. Nothing quicker, nothing slower. So all of these um, rings that circulate the earth, all of these planets and everything... Sorry, I, I skipped one thing which is very important. He, he says... You have these four elements. You have the fifth type of material which surrounds fire. So I have like this. I have um, the, 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 the earth we live on, which is a big mix of everything. We have these four rings of basic matter, earth, water, uh, air, and fire. We then have what he calls Geshem Hamishi, a fifth type of material, and that is a, a term that covers all of um, the heavenly bodies. They're made of material other than that which is the world. That's called Geshem Hamishi. It's a term he refers to. Vuhu. And this, in this Geshem Hamishi, you have Kadurim Rabim, many different um, balls, which are the planets and stars and all sorts of stuff like that. Echotech Sheni. There's no empty space. These rings are all uh, adjacent to each other, contiguous. They all are moving um, equal, with, with, with an equal orbit. Within any one type of planet, the planets, there are planets that move more quickly, more slowly, but in its movement, there is nothing more quickly nor slower. Each and every one of those motions are constant. Everything once, whatever its whatever its nature of movement is, is going to be constant. Um, but as one planet vis-a-vis the other, one is quicker, one is slower. That's very obvious to somebody who looks up in the heavens and, and he sees, you know, that, that you can see where one is, the, the, the moon rises and, and, and sets much more quickly than do the planets and the stars. The, the quickest motion 
Utnuas Hagalgal Amakif Bakol. The outermost ring is a ring of pure motion. It's something that is, so to speak, the engine of everything underneath it. It, it creates the daily motion. They all go with it the way the part moves when the whole moves. So, for instance, imagine this big clock and, and you have two dozen different things. Imagine you have a mechanical clock and, and you have like a dial that tells you this or that tells that. But it all comes from one um, from one uh, uh, engine, um, wind-up mechanism, whatever it is that moves everything, and each one moves at its own pace due to some um, limitation of its own, some special adjustment or whatever it is. Okay, now so so that's. Let's sum up slowly. You have the earth at the very center. You have four different layers of these pure yesodos. You have this ethereal bodies of some other material that also flow in rings around the world. And then you have, um, and then you have the big circle on top that moves everything. Now he says, Unikudos merkose elagalgalos. Um, that this is a, an important point, and I'll explain to you why. This model seems very neat, very good, and if you just keep looking at the sky, it kind of feels right. Everything moves and goes. It's like it's like an ongoing carousel of stuff. If you if you try to look a little more closely at the stars, um, you begin to get all sorts of issues. There are planets that have very erratic orbits, they'll move forward, they'll move backwards, they'll come out from behind something else. Those are very, very weird movements. Where is that? What is that? It can't, it's, it's, its point of circling cannot be the Earth because it's not really orbiting the Earth, it's doing its own little, little dance. So, so the, we posit that not all of these heavenly bodies have the Earth as their center point. Now this was sort of Ptolemy's adjustment where he made more orbits, um, you know, like, like little suborbits. So that, that explains to us. So if we, for instance, if we look at the sky, the things that circle around normally, we say, okay, they're going to circle around the earth. The things that seem to come occasionally to our field of vision then leave, it must be orbiting around something else with occasional intersections with our world. So he says, the, 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 the center around which it orbits does change. Some have the center of the world as its orbit and some not. Some go, the orbit is a Mizrach to Mizrach. That'll explain why it seems to be going in reverse sometimes. So if let's say I'm going in one circle and, and sort of tangential to me, I'm dissecting there's another circle in a different direction, I, I'll, I'll be seeing very interesting, uh, sometimes I'll see it in my field of vision, sometimes not, sometimes going backwards, sometimes forward, depending on the relationship of the two circles. 
חלק מן הגלגל של בואי, אומר מקוימה אין תומכנס בואי. This was, this is a, an argument the Gemara brings. When we picture the heavenly bodies moving, there are two basic pictures we can, we can, we can draw in our mind. One is that there's like a, a railroad track, so to speak, in, in the heavenly, in, in, in Shemayim, or whatever track, it doesn't make a difference, it could be a conceptual track. And the, and the, um, the planets circle on that track. That's one way to explain what's happening. A second way to explain is, there is a great transparent hoop, and the planet is fixed in that hoop, and the hoop is moving. So when I have a wheel that's moving and there are little, star, there are little things in the wheel, I will see those items moving. So the items are fixed, the wheel is moving, and because this wheel is very, very refined, it's, it's, it's very, very, um, it's transparent, so we don't see it. So the Raman posits that these kadurim are fixed in this galgal, and the galgal is moving. In other words, it's impossible, therefore, that these planets would ever wander off. They're fixed in a very big circle, and that's what they stay. So it, it, it's all, it, it, we see it moving because it's embedded in something else that's moving. This fifth element, which is not quite um, physical, or, or it's a different type of physical, which goes round, is of a different material that is than the material we have, and therefore it has different properties. The Rambam in the Rambam says makes a point of it. They do not have, they do not share the physical properties that we have. We must, in order to account for all of the things we see, we must have 18 things that are moving. That's the only thing that will account for all the movement we can spot. So we have a minimum of 18 different points that move each one its own way. There could be more than that. But 18 is a minimum simply to account for all the phenomena that we can spot with our eye. Um, are these sort of, uh, um, this was Thomas' thing about epicycles, the kind of semi-circles that they go in, not full circles. That's, again, that was something that Ptolemy posited because it, it, it really made everything fall into place. Rama says it's up in the air. And in the circle that is most immediate to us, in other words, once we, we go down lower than, this, than the celestial matter, we now have something that is already physical, it now has four different um, manifestations. So in the transition between something which is much more celestial, which is celestial, much more spiritual, 
through this world requires a differentiation into four elements. We call echad me arba yeshda mokum tibim yuchadbo, lo yimotse vizulose, vihumunach in tibay. They all have a level at which is their natural level of existence. But let's talk about this point because um, it's a point that's going to express itself different ways. What accounts for motion? So the first, and again, this is Aristotelian. It's also quite, it's, I guess, what the right word would be. It's something that we would find to be um, quite intuitive, except that science has ruined our minds. But other than that, it's something that is quite intuitive. Everything wants to be still. Things like to be in their place. Rest is a natural state of being. So, every, so why do different things move? Because they're not in the right place. So for instance, if I have, the simplest muscle would be, if I have a ball of air and I dunk it in the pool, the ball will rise. The reason it rises because it's not in its place. It belongs on top of the pool. The, the metzius of air is lighter than water and it belongs in a higher sphere. If fire keeps going upwards because it's, it's more refined and so on, and it's above the air. So all the, these four basic elements have a natural place where they are. Now, it, I, I, I want to show something. It's not because I'm, 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 um, I'm sold on Aristotelian science, but I do think that if you, if you, if you, if you think into some of the principles, they do translate because these principles are natural. For instance, what accounts for chemical activity? Um, why, why do we sometimes get explosions? Sometimes we get rusting. Sometimes we get change. So the, 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 the natural thinking process is that unless something has an issue, it stays in its place. Today, the issue that we've identified is the amount of electrons in, 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 in an outside ring um, and every, every atom looking to have full rings and so on. So we've identified a, 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 a status of equilibrium and defined it. And, and, and then we explained that things that are very volatile chemically, it's because they, they, have, a lot of, they, they have a lot of needs to fulfill. Things that are inert and they don't move is because um, they they they're full. They they're they're they're, they're, they're at a point of equilibrium. So, so the idea that change in motion, if we see something that's 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 a chair that's waiting to fall down, we say it it's not stable. There, there's a problem there. Foot short. The, the floor is crooked. We also understand that things try to find this place of stability. That 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 axiom hasn't left us. It's just that we've gotten a much better sense of what are some of those um, states of uh, uh, lack of equilibrium. So, so, so in, in their world, the, the different elements, the fire, the water, the air, and so on, um, they, they have a strata that they feel comfortable at. It's only when they're not in their place that they move there. Uh, now, so everything has its place. 
ואין גופי מייסם, these are dead inert entities, these foil sodos. אין חיים בהם להשגת, there's no life, there's no understanding. ולא ישנוא מעצמם, they do not move of their own accord, אבל הם שייכים לקרמסיהם הטבעיים. They stay in their place. Um, now, let's, this definition is true today by any sense of the word. Let's understand what he's saying over here. Um, when I define life by motion in a way that defies what we said before. Anything that's, that's inert, not inert, anything that's, 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 that's not living, is, will not move once it's found its place of equilibrium. Once it's found its place. So if I fill the atom's rings, if, I, if, if, the, if, the, if the weight of the chair is distributed evenly, it sits there and that's it. A living being is always moving. Certainly animal life, plants are constantly growing um, the, 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 um, the, 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 even a cell, every cell is constantly moving. The day a cell stops totally, it's dead. And, and therefore, what describes the difference between a cell and a rock is, a cell has constant movement, a rock has no movement, unless acted upon by something outside. So all living beings are in constant flux, whereas things that are inanimate are, are basically stable, standing in one place. It has a natural place of rest where it doesn't move unless something acts on it. The only living thing like that is the Yeshiva Baha Ben Asmanim, where the, where the bed seems to be kind of the most stable state where, where, where you know, of, of uh, you know, and, and it requires great, great motion. It's, it's the exception that defies the rule. That somebody, uh, uh, one of my daughter's neighbors said, that you know she has a bunch of kids in Shiva, she, she feels that she's running a Niku ward because she says they're sleeping all day and they wake up every three hours to eat. So, so, so that was her description. <laughs> Other than that, um, that's Mitzias. Now, movement and motion. He says, if you force something out of its place, when, when that force is gone, so let's say I push the ball down under the water, it jumps back up to its place. It has, it, it has that beginning. What it, all the nature that's built into it is to find its natural place. And so the same way like atoms, they'll, re, they'll react because they have a natural state of, 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 of equilibrium. Um, it has no built-in mechanism to move um, in any way but a straight path. Okay, this is another point that the Rama makes, and this will be actually one of his one of his points that he's going to. Um, that he's going to use in many ways. Let's go back to motion. Things that do not move of 
of their own and are being acted upon, um, or the truth is any motion is going to be in a straight line. So I push a rack, so there's a force acting on it. It will go with that force until it expends the energy, and then it comes to rest. Something sucks the rack in. It will go in a line to that. Somebody, let's take a living being even. I see food. I will make a straight beeline to the food because that's what I want. That's prompting me to move. And I will go, I'm running away from, from a lion. I will run in a straight line. Now, let's say I find a hiding place off to the left. I'll certainly make a left, but it's, it's not going to be constantly circular because there's no point to that. One of, the, one, of, one, of the, one, of the, one of the main points of the Rambam's, a lot of his understanding is built on this following point, and it's a point of using. Circular motion is absolutely inexplicable because if I'm pushing something, it goes in the direction I push it. If I'm pulling it, it goes in the direction I'm pulling it. Now, a person might, so for instance, let's say I decide that by walking a big circle, I get enough exercise. So fine, so that big circle is the straight line. It, it, it's defined as something which is going exactly to the point I want. If, if, if walking around a place that's dangerous is the best way to get to the right point, that's a straight line in a sense. But just circular motion doesn't make any sense. The truth is, even today's physics understands it that way. Circular motion is the motion that's caused by two different agents. The reason why planets keep moving in a circle is because something's, there's, there's motion that going direct line and there's gravity that's pulling it. it there, is no, there is no circular motion it's, it's, it's inexplicable. What does circular motion mean? Where's the push? Where's the pull? I, 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 and, and this is true all across the board. So to the Rambam, two things are very, very key in, in, in what we observe in the world around us constant motion. This is going to be the Rambam's um, really um, foundation for, for Emuna, And circular motion. Those are two things that have no physical explanation. I, 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 I want to speak also a moment about constant motion. If we think about it, if, if, somebody, if somebody will ask us if we see something moving constantly, and somebody asks us, how could that be? We all pull out our science book and we say everything, you know, moon keeps moving. It's still counterintuitive to us. We don't live in a world of a vacuum. We don't see anything like it. To us, it's a, it is a pella. Why would something keep moving? It, it, it's not, you know, if, if we think about what's intuitive to us, it's not intuitive to us. Whenever something is moving, you know, if, if we look at a museum, we have a perfect vacuum or something seems to keep moving all the time. It's strange to us. It's, it's, it's like weird. Um, so, so, so constant motion is something which um, was something inexplicable and points to something imparting motion. To, even to us, you know, we've never driven, when you're driving a car, you need gears. You know, there's, so of course, because we live in a world of friction and so on and so forth, but it's not something that's very native or intuitive to us. And, and circular motion is going to be a big topic in, in, in looking around the heavenly bodies 
and seeing constant motion and circular motion, the Rambam is going to make a lot of points of that. Now, let's just finish the paragraph. So the only movement that's possible is straight. I pushed it out of its place, it pushes back into its place. That's it. There are two possible directions for straight motion. It can be moving upwards, or downwards, or So it's like helium can rise, most stuff goes down. Once it reaches its natural strata, it stays. But those planets, they are alive. They're alive because they're moving constantly. They have a balinefesh, Rambam's shita. That moves them. That's the only thing. There's nothing else acting on it, so it must be there's an internal drive. They have no built-in mechanism of rest. The only thing that could change it is if you were to stop them, but their natural position is a circular orbit. Whether or not these are constant, whether or not this is the conscious of it, in other words, they have a driving force, but whether or not they're aware or conscious of it, that's not clear. The way every living, a bacteria has something that drives it internally, a cell has something that drives it, so we can call that a life force. That's a nefesh, it's a life force. It's not clear at all whether or not it has understanding. There's no proof to that. And this is something which Ramam leaves as a tzorachiyun. The Ramam does posit it about the planets, but tachlis, it's not muchach. What is muchach is they have, the word nefesh here doesn't mean like the shama as much as a life force something that keeps moving it and driving it and so on. Okay, so this basically is, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go, we'll, so next week we'll see, see the next part of it, but this is his drawing of it. In Mishnah Torah, a similar, a similar way he sketches the universe, <clears throat> and, and these are very important to him in terms of developing his points about the Kach Baruch and so on, but it'll take, it'll take a, bit, a bit of time. Okay, good. I had a question yeah. about something that yeah. uh, maybe the, the, the Rambam said previously. Just essentially, what what is the Rambam talking about when he says that he could that he could explain the world as if it was infinite? As if he could. The Rambam said, "We we can explain even if even if we were to posit that the world has existed forever, and Hakadosh Baruch alongside it, we could still explain. We could still go through all the other pieces." of HaKadosh Baruch being one, HaKadosh Baruch being Kol Yochol, HaKadosh Baruch being Metzav, and so on. In other words, it's, it's a piece that does not, I, that I, I do not need it for the way I describe HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even if the world is infinite. And, and Aristotle had a very similar, Aristotle also, if God was a creator, a prime being, even though both he and the world existed forever. The Rambam's, the Rambam's um, main the Rambam's uh, main foundation for uh, for Kadshbarhu's primacy in the Bria is actually this constant movement. And therefore, 
if whether or not it makes sense, but even if you want to assume what what his science assumed that the world is as eternal as God, um, but but the, the distinction of God is what drives the world, and the world is simply a nifal in 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 every sense of the word. That's so. So even though he he, he feels it's not true, but it, everything it, it would still keep that relationship between Akadosh Baruch Hu as prime and us as as a, a result. That's more or less what he means. Would a makom still mean we're part of it? It's, the world is still part of Hashem, or it exists parallel and but always run by. And I, I know it's 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 one. It's it's a very. I mean, the way you, again the way he quotes Aristotle on it is that. You know, they both coexist forever, but the causes are Kaddish Baruch It's almost, it's something that us kind of hard to understand, that, that they come together, but there's a cause and effect. Um, let, let's take a simple, again, these, these are Michelle, because when we try to think of it physically, it's a little hard. Um, I can have cause and effect that are, um, what, what's the right word for it? In, um, they, 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 they're chronological. A causes B, and, and, and it can't be that they came together. If I say that the hot wind caused the fire, then the hot wind must have come before the fire. But I can, I, there are other areas, for instance, imagine that a, um, a, a, a woman is about to give birth, and there's an obstetrician that's standing there. I can't say I can say very clearly that the, the baby is the cause for the obstetrician, but um, it, it but he he arrived at the hospital way before the baby did. So of course I, I we can we trust that it, it in the anticipation of the baby that it will be. But at any rate, here you have a model where where A is the reason for B. Akharishpoch was the reason for B, even though they both have always existed. I, I, it's something that I, 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 you know, I can say the words. I can't stop me to say that 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 really rings in any way. But th- those are the words that, that I think are there. Okay, good. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Shabbos. Good Shabbos. Shabbos. Good Shabbos. Shabbos.